0: The Bellows, Media Relations.
1: All right, cut the edge of stage. Great, all right, color
0: frost. Check. One, two, three, check. Stand by, please. House to half, house out, lighting cues one, two,
2: ten,
1: seven.
0: Hello and welcome back to The Title Block. I'm your host, Michael Cruz. And on this episode, we present another session of The Bellows, a monthly informal discussion about theatre production that takes place in Toronto, this time at Theatre Pass Mariah. In this session of The Bellows, host and carpenter Kevin Hudson talks to media relations professionals about selling your show and growing your audience. Recorded on January 16, 2017, our panel was made up of Steve Fisher, arts critic for The Torontoist magazine, theatre producer Renny Reddy, and media relations guru, and now three-time Title Block voice. Sue Edworthy. You can now find some more complete bios online at thetitleblock.com. And of course, I encourage you to support the show through patreon.com, where you can help me cover more events like this and bring interesting local discussions to artists across Canada, as well as interviews with Canada's leading designers about their history and their craft. One quick note, you may have noticed that there was no show number at the beginning of the recording, and that's because the Bellows is planning to stick around for some time, and it really deserves its own separate branding and stream. As we go forward at the Bellows with setting up our promotions, you will see this and future Bellows recordings migrate over to that site, while I will continue to bring you long-form interviews with the theatre designers of Canada on the title block. And now, here's our next session of the Bellows, Media Relations.
3: I can't handle the pressure after that. Um, thanks for coming, everybody, to the fellows media panel. As you can tell, we're amazing at it. So I'm just going to jump on in and say, uh, on my left, who are you and what do you do? That's you. Hi, on my left. that's Hello. me.
1: Hello. Um, yeah. that's, oh. Hi, I'm Steve. Uh, I write about theatre, comedy, live music, anything that happens on stage, sometimes a screen or elsewhere uh, that's performance-related in Toronto. Uh, I have a weekly column for Torontoist, I write uh, often for Post City, on occasion for Now Magazine, a number of other publications, whoever will pay me. Um, Yeah, I won the Nathan Cohen Award for um, short-form criticism last year, which is a biannual award, so for the next two years, I could say I'm Canada's best short-form theatre critic.
3: Nice. Yeah. (laughs) Also, recent uncle?
1: Yes, that too. New
3: uncle?
2: Oh, that was such a cute baby.
1: Yeah, Yeah, it's very cute. Very cute baby. I didn't make it.
4: <laughs> Hi, everyone. My name is Renna Reddy. I'm a theatre producer here in Toronto. I, am, I have a lot of experience in independent theatre, just almost a decade's worth. Uh, lots of nominations, uh, a few wins for the Doras, uh, and I also do talent and event management, so it ranges everything from weddings, uh, festivals such as Hot dogs, Illuminato, and in between, and... That's me. So I'm really happy to be here. Thank you. Cool.
3: Nobody ever says that. I like
4: that very much.
2: (laughs) I was going to say it, but Renna said it. So, yeah, I understand. understand. My name is Sue Edworthy. I run Sue Edworthy Arts Planning, which is an agency that works specifically with independent, not for profit theater companies. A little bit of music, a little bit of visual, a little bit of dance. I've been doing that for the past five years. Are we talking about awards? I have awards. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've won the Sharpie R Prize two years in a row for Best Publicity, Small Production. And no, uh, no, no, leave it. I'm not done. Your <laughs> award. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. Bring it. Um, and the Leonard McCarty John Harvey Award for Leadership and Arts Administration. Nice. I am delighted to be here as well because you are my people.
3: What about the I have a Herald Award as well. That's Excellent. A- That's the one you all. <laughs> yeah. So I think we're here talking about people who get the word out, generally. Um, can we just talk about what are the tools available to getting the word out? We talked b- briefly about social media. So, and somebody slacked me the other day. I don't know what oh. that is. Anyway, so aside from Twitter and Facebook... How do we do this?
4: And are, may I ask a point of clarification? Are yes. we an artist? Are we a company? Are we, uh, when you're asking that question, what's the context? We are
3: people working in the arts industry looking to get word out about our, our things, are our we, doings, our happenings.
2: And, okay, great. great. P- can we use Blanket Ford as an example? Yes. Or something I wish you would. Right yes. now? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'd like my $5, please, Pip. <laughs> it's
4: in the mail soon. Okay, thank you.
2: Um, okay. I'm just sort of putting I a... I don't want to start. Oh. I just want to... <laughs> uh,
4: there, uh, I just want to say, if you're working on a project, the best thing to do is probably look at your resources of what you have. This might seem so basic, but uh, if you're not the producer, you ask the producer or the person in charge of money what you got, how much, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if it's zero dollars or if it's more than that. Well, it matters, but... Uh, it will at least give you some parameters of what's what's supposed to happen. Uh, then, in terms of d- developing a strategy, I would look at your actual product that you're putting on stage that the audience is working, looking at mm-hmm. the final product and the goals that you're trying to achieve. There are some narratives around that. Maybe there are some themes around it. Maybe it's historical base. Maybe it's the first time someone's directing. Maybe it's the first time someone's been on an independent stage before. Maybe this person's about to be in a huge movie. Um, Work those narratives and then put them into some sort of strategy. Uh, Our strategy normally is a press release. Uh, And then hopefully you have someone that has contacts with the media, and if not, the media is available to you. You just might have to do a bit of digging, i.e. look it up, Google look at twitter look at how those publications are published and check there that's probably your best resource and then send send it out into the ether as uh, that's probably the biggest term uh that i could say there mm-hmm. and then you start broad and work in work in work into niche. the center exactly mm-hmm. niche is there a publication that specifically writes about pies uh is there uh, a publication that uh, is there a Twitter account where it's mutually beneficial and your values of the play or of the uh, arts leader mm-hmm. is 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 in alignment. Uh, is there anything culturally specific about your show that you're able to promote and reach out to those communities? Uh, and once you niche, go nicher. Who mm-hmm. uh, in your immediate group of circle of friends? uh... would be interested in seeing the show would be interested in paying full price for these tickets would be interested in paying full price for two tickets but then maybe getting uh... Four comps to bring their friends that might spend x amount of dollars at the bar so it kinda works out that way uh... that might come back to another show if you're working within a season or if you're doing a workshop and then you know maybe you're going on to fringe in the summer Like you saw a snippet then, you had a good time with free drinks, so come to the show a little bit later. Um, This is good. Uh, Can I, um, Please. one
2: comment about budget? Because I agree with you, your budget can be $0, your budget can be more. More does not necessarily mean better. It means you have more to spend. I've dealt with marketing budgets that were $350,000. I've dealt with marketing budgets that were 80 Mm bucks. It is what you do with that money And I find, sadly, the less money you have, the more creative you have to be. And that's where we all live in the best place. If you have a ton of money to throw at things, you start saying, let's put an ad in the star (laughs) whether or not that is the place for you to be advertising. Don't waste money. And it's what you're talking about, Nisha. Anyone familiar with um, Chris Anderson's The Long Tail? No. Great book. Look it up. It's a fantastic book. But basically it is explaining that there is a niche for everything you just have to find those people this is what i go through every time i put together a marketing plan or a media plan and i can't emphasize to you enough go to where your people already are do not decide you are going to create some huge brand new social media campaign Because you will say to yourselves, and we have a new website, and I'm going to do a blog post about this every two days, and I'm going to tweet once a day about it and build this huge following, and I'm going to Facebook twice a week, and where and when do we usually hear declarations like that? What time of year? A couple weeks ago? (laughs) Next
4: stage. Are you looking at me?
2: New Year's. (laughs) (laughs) These are your New Year's resolutions for social media. I'm not drinking one now. I feel terrible. Is everyone familiar with Steam Whistle? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. What's their
2: slogan? Do one thing.
1: Something, something.
2: Do one thing really, really well. I tell all of my students that: do what you can handle and do it really well. Whether it's social, whether it's blogging, whether it's that. Mhm. Um. Steve. Mm. <laughs>
4: How, how do you feel when we, we send you a press release? What are you looking for? Can I, I, can
3: I bump in and get a little more basic? Oh, um, my bad. Can we just briefly define a press release for the plebeians in the room?
2: Steve, you define it.
1: Hmm? <laughs> um, press release is <laughs> the pertinent information about your show. It's the one sheet. Um, so it's like a
3: one-page document that it's, you...
1: Yeah, get? it's something that uh, a journalist...
4: A, ideally a PDF, is that yep. right? Ideally, not, not a doc, but a yeah. PDF,
1: that, uh, that will be attached to your email. That someone can pull up and get all the details, all the details. You, it would, you would be surprised how many people send me press releases and don't include how much money the show is. That's, that's nuts. People are going to be like, how much does this show cost? So if you send a press release and you send it to a, a listing, it's got to have uh, basic info like that. Also, your cast. Um, <clears throat> Like we were saying, go where your people are, and your people, when you're involved in a production, are how you're going to sell your production, right? So if you don't put your cast name in a press release, um, a lot of times people will just they'll gloss right over it, because it's it's the people involved that ultimately you're going to uh, mm-hmm. that you want to push forward. You know the idea of the show, absolutely what the show is about, but who is involved? because those people are already members of communities that we're talking about, and you know they've made inroads. They may have fans. We're not talking like 100,000 know, followers on a social media platform, but within a particular community, people might maybe be like, hey, I saw so-and-so in that show. They were great. I want to go see them again. Um, you know how, is it production people here, yes? <clears throat> Mostly? Mostly? Mm-hmm. You know when you send a,
2: a show on tour, and you send that one sheet? we need these instruments we need these sound things we need the floor swept all of that information tech writer, yeah. thank you it is called a tech writer a press a press release is your media version of a tech writer i'm just, really proud of that you can be happy <clears throat> that's that's a very Yay. Yay.
4: thank you, you. Can yeah. always you can yeah. always apply just like i'm confused i'm overwhelmed there's a lot of information coming at me from like three different people and i don't know their roles at the moment but uh just take a step back and go, who, what, where, when. Yeah. And you can apply those questions across the board. Who, what, where, when, how. Sometimes how is- Why. Yes, that's the content for me. But sometimes the how is how much or how's it gonna get done? And uh, you can apply that to essentially any question. You, uh, as a producer for me, um, my goal is that the audience is so well-informed by the time they walk through the door that I haven't misled them, uh, that they kind of know what they're going to see, if not the specifics of the theater production, but at least see energy and the vibe that they're Mm -hmm. gonna walk away from. Cool, I know I'm gonna walk, comedy? Got it, or like... uh, It's
2: about betrayal.
4: Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Drama? Okay, got it, cool. Uh, Oh, there's a splash zone. Okay, I might get wet. Like, all right, I'm I'm down, I'm into it, I would... um, I hope that kind of gives you a sense of where I come from in my perspective. Mm-hmm. If you're a technician or if you're a producer, remember, it's, it's your audience that's going to walk away and, and give you word of mouth. So hopefully that the rest of your run will go. And hopefully it's your audience once the show is opened, of course. Uh, I might be jumping the gun a bit here, but when your audience walks away, tweets out about it,
1: hopefully,
4: hopefully, hopefully. hopefully. And hopefully you've equipped them. You've equipped yeah. them with the tools for them to tweet out and to be social because f- that is how we do things now. Yeah. I uh, Hope that kind of broad strokes and maybe we'll fill yeah. in the gaps.
1: Yeah, totally. The, if you're, sorry. Uh, press release. So the press release is always going to be a universal document. When you send <clears throat> out to all the media in the city, all the bloggers from, from the Toronto Star, the Gold Mail, on down to the specialty niche blogs we're talking about, The you know the the PDF of your press release will always be attached, but the email that you send to those people is going (laughs) to be different, and it should be different because you have looked at their website or their publication, and you've read it, and you've been like, what are they interested in? What are they likely to say? Yeah, we'd be interested in that. I can't tell you how often I get people messaging me or emailing me saying, hey, I have this band, I'd like you to interview, and. Right off the bat, I know while they don't read Torontoist, they're sending it to me to my specific Torontoist email address, and I know they don't read Torontoist because we haven't had an interview with a band on our website in like a year and a half or more than that. So can I make a a resume cover letter analogy there in terms of first release? Like If if
3: it's a general sort of, you know, I have a CV that's got my highlights on it, Mm -hmm. and then in terms of a cover letter, like I'm targeting that to a particular institution or individual mm, who I need to know on a slightly more intimate level. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah? yeah.
1: So Do I get a point? what you were saying about individual, that's, that's really important. Um, <clears throat> like myself, I write for multiple different publications, right? So um, you may be pitching to particular outlets, media outlets and websites and the like. But really, you're going to be pitching to the people who are going to be doing the writing. And then sometimes it may be to their editors, but you're always gonna have someone in mind that you want to write this coverage for you, right? And this is where it sometimes will really help to have a publicist. And I would say this anyway, even if Sue wasn't here, but a publicist like Sue is great because she's been doing this for a while. She knows the players. And um, if you can afford the services of publicists, and they're usually quite affordable, um, that saves you from having to do a lot of research about who is writing about what and tailoring uh, the, your pitches to those specific people who you want to write about your production.
2: Can I say something on that? Yeah. No Michael, you've got all that right about great I am.. <laughs> yeah. Do not assume you can't afford a publicist. Oh, it's too much money. they're going oh, we don't have any money for a publicist. For starters, start putting that line out in your grants. People have started doing that now, realizing they do need a publicist, and that's okay. brilliant. And secondly, don't assume you can't afford one and that you're going to need one for your entire show.
4: Or that it's the first thing you cut when you don't get all oh, your grants. No.
2: Sorry, Michael. No. It's,
4: it's okay. Just... We can swear. <laughs> here. Okay, sorry. It's one yeah.
0: button on, on uh, iTunes. All
2: right. Um, yeah, that's, that's exactly it. It's incredibly important to have someone to do this with you and for you. On that note, when you hire a publicist, figure out what they specialize in. My specialties are theater, dance, music, visual arts. Those are my specialties. I have no connections with, say, the Spanish consulate. (laughs) I don't have a list of grief counselors. So if we're talking about working on something like that, that's great, but you need to know, again, who you're aiming this at and how we'll get them that information, with what we have to work with already.
4: It kind of goes back to yeah. the strategy of it yeah. as well. And I just want to comment on something that you said that you didn't hi- you you don't need to highlight. I'm going to highlight it now. Um, but it's like if you have the if you don't have the time, someone like. Sue yeah. and you know, publicists that support theater. Absolutely. Time. Realize that researching Googling all day uh is might be eight I'm uh, not gonna lie, it's probably like eight, ten hours of looking at all the all mm-hmm. the email addresses that you could probably yeah. send to all the hashtags that are probably out there in relationship to the yeah how hashtags work. The, the, the
2: and that's also cutting out everyone who has an online form as absolutely. opposed to email addresses. Absolutely.
4: Yeah. And so you, know, you think about it where you're like, OK, this 20 hours that I would be researching, who to, not putting together the emails, not putting together press release, just basically collecting information, uh, I'm saying 20 hours arbitrarily, uh, might be better spent with you in rehearsals, might be better spent with you working on your designs. So that's you kind of budget your time and money that way. Um, if you're f- trying to justify having a person help you. Yep.
1: The other thing is um, trying to form relationships with people in the media can be very challenging because mm-hmm. they have. I, I get over a hundred emails a day. A lot of them I you know look, click, delete. Look, click, delete.
4: Would you open um, an email if I sent you of something? Of course. You yes. open my emails.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Um, and I, and I, have a, I, I will date tag stuff and file and asterisk stuff that I need to actually respond to. But um, people in the media, because especially because there are so few people writing about the arts now, and there are so few avenues for people to use to promote their work, we're getting so much, we're getting deluged mm-hmm. and stuff. So And uh, it's, it's also hard to meet um, journalists in person because they're very busy, they're going to a lot of different things, and a lot of them have this arm's length policy. Mm -hmm. I'm a little unusual because I was a performer myself for almost a decade before I transitioned into writing about theater. But most of the journalists in Toronto who write about theater um, were not performers themselves, and a lot of them feel that they should not associate with people in the theater because it will compromise their journalist integrity. They won't go for beers with someone. Or they won't. Uh, Glenn Sumi, who sees an enormous amount of theater and comedy and performance in the city, he's very dedicated to his job. He works very hard, mm-hmm. and that's part of it. And then there's also the thing he actually feels like he shouldn't be friends with people. And when the lights go up at a show that Glenn's at, there's a vapor trail yep. where his, he was in seats. It's why we to give him the aisle seats. He's gone. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have a publicist they already have a long-standing relationship with these people and um, people such as myself and they can work with you to figure out what would be appropriate coverage which is difficult to do if you're Mm -hmm. cold emailing people at publications.
2: I think also it's the idea and it's touching on what you said about there are so few people writing about the arts and you need to figure out where you literally are on the food chain. If you are opening against the Panto, oh my God.
4: I was just about <laughs> to if
2: you say. are opening against Mervish, Canadian Stage, if you are tarragon, having Paragon, a show, factory during
4: fringe, TIFF...
2: you are not even on the, you wish you were on the food chain. And I think my bold statement for the day, I think what I hope social and other forms of getting the word out will help us get past the validation of a Globe and Mail print review, because it's not happening anymore. To everybody. To Mm -hmm. everyone. It's not just us. I don't say you, I say us. It's not just us. But looking for that level of validation from a publication is harder and harder and harder to come by.
4: A lot of the things I get is I want to be on the cover of NOW. Do you? Like when we do this strategy, like when you sit down, they're like, yeah. we just want the cover of NOW. And I was like, That's okay. All. <laughs> well, just to let you know that the NOW magazine dedicates four covers, at least my yep. most recent understanding, is four covers to theater. Mm-hmm. One of them belongs to SummerWorks, and one of them belongs to Fringe. Fringe. So there are two okay, winter preview, fall preview, that's it there. What fit? if your show happens outside of those timelines? So that's you just being creative up to where else you can fit in. Is there, uh, is there a thematic theme? The, mm-hmm. For example, the body issue. There were many artists featured in the body issue that just yeah. happened. So that's you just being creative.
1: Which went huge that. viral again. Oh, yeah. it was amazing. Yeah.
2: yeah. But it is that idea of, of knowing where you fit and when you fit and I find the majority of my job is not about publicity it's about expectations I was about to say
4: that you it's, the ex- of it's
2: expectations yeah. <laughs> um, and the idea that where do you fit, where do you stand when's your show? oh it's the third week of October fuck me you, your <laughs> you, your nine. Nine. you and 21 I'll show you the emails from John Kaplan we got 19 shows opening this week
1: yeah and 16 of them will all be on the same night
2: yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And I'm not just talking about, you know, yeah. neophyte companies. It's no. all the companies will all be on the same night. Yeah. So, so speaking on behalf <laughs> of neophyte companies, I'm feeling particularly intimidated at this
3: point in time trying no. to get my no. show out. No. So how do I sort of grow the appropriate organs to to draft a press release and just send it to people? 'Cause presumably they're expecting press releases. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: yeah. you can
3: just do that? That's just a thing you can do as a person. Yes. Just draft a press release and send it to people.
4: Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Right absolutely.
3: Yeah. So is anybody backing me up on this? Because this feels a little like I feel a bit intimidating. Oh no. <laughs> we don't have mystical yeah. powers. Yeah. So. I'm totally. But that's yeah. Yeah. Being hired soon. yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like as a person who doesn't produce art necessarily, like mm. it's it's not a thing like when I get going on a show, it would be like try approach a venue and be all sheepish and, mm-hmm. and try and get some people involved and, oh, well, you do this and that and the other. Mm-hmm. And then it's almost asking permission to a newspaper or, a, you know, to to just do a thing.
2: Here's the information.
3: And these people just expect, yeah. like, you just expect a press release to come to you yep. out of the blue. For, yeah. Right.
2: yeah, absolutely. Right. A word of advice I will give you is to get someone like Renner <clears throat> and I to take a look
3: at it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Mm -hmm. Just get someone to copy edit it to (laughs) make sure that, because as a journalist, if it's spelt poorly, I'm going to assume, and this may be an erroneous assumption, but if I read a press release that's spelled poorly, I'm going to assume that that level of care and detail is the same level of care and detail you've been into the other aspects of your show.
3: Right. Yes.
5: Um, With regard to press releases, tonally speaking, um, I wrote my first press release uh, this summer for a Fringe show, and it was uh, comedy. Um, And I wrote a very, like, you know, I sort of talked about, like, the seriousness of the politics of it and how we, like, address it through satire, and it was very... And then my dad, who's a filmmaker, read it over and completely rewrote it as if it was in the show, which, so my question basically is... um, Tonally speaking, for things like comedies, um, would you recommend making it laugh-worthy or is it more like these are the exact you know dates of the show, these are the actors, this is...
0: Yes. <laughs>
2: Please don't ever use the word zany.
0: <laughs>
2: Do not tell me that hilarity ensues because it never does. <laughs> you want the tone of your show.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would yeah. highly recommend that, but just yeah. make sure that you don't forget your basics.
1: So, who, what, where, yeah. when, why, how. Yeah.
3: So, how is much. this a difference here between writing a press release and then writing publicity material to go to public? Yeah. Yeah?
2: There we go.
1: Yeah. Yes, another Again, point. the press release, universal document, gotta have all the basics. Yeah. Um, where you can start to be a little bit more creative is in how you're pitching your show to the various people you're pitching to. And you would pitch your show differently to a theater blog you know, such as um, Intermission or In the Green Room than you would to the Globe and Mail or certainly the National Post. Or mm-hmm. It
4: seems like Intermission, oh, you can know. have 900 words, whereas, like, yeah. if Steve Fisher is going to tweet something out for you, it's, a hun- you know, less than 140 characters. It's the various elevator pitches you have in your mm-hmm. mind thematically, yeah. uh, however best suits your production.
3: And presumably it would pay to have a tweet, a formulaic tweet, or something of that, and then... Uh, a shorter and a longer version yeah. of whatever.
2: I wrote a blog post a couple of years ago. It's somewhere in my blog. But basically it's called What You've Got is What I Need. And I send it to my client saying this is what I need from you to create your press release, to create your tweets, your marketing stuff. And it's giving me all that collateral of images and words and copy that I have at my fingertips so I can flip them around, turn them into a tweet, pull one sentence, yeah. And I've always got it, my hands on it.
3: And that is on your blog?
2: Yeah, I'll find it for you and send it to
3: you. And one would find that on the internet, your blog? My blog? Yeah. My blog the
2: address is... of your blog. I'm so tired, Pip, Jesus. It's <laughs> sueedworthy.ca.
3: There you go. There you go. And we would find it there.
1: You said that you're feeling Somewhere. a little overwhelmed. A little. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, we're giving you a lot of the complexities of what we do for theater companies. But really, promo- promoting a show mm-hmm both with uh, media outlets and social media, it's not really all that difficult. You get a good press release written, a good one page with all the necessary information on there. Um, you you know figure out who you're going to send it out to and who it might uh, uh, appeal to, and you shoot them an email with press release attached. And then you make sure that you have material that... Uh, either whoever in your production is handling social media and publicity uh, can use to push a show or that you're publicist, you can turn over to your publicist. And that always has to include pictures, images. <laughs> it's so important. Should we talk about pictures? Yes. Oh, please, can we talk about pictures? Oh,
2: okay. Yeah. And then
3: we'll talk about pictures. I have a two-part question. Um, no such thing. Uh, Well,
2: We'll I'll try. Um, Well, the first part of my question is um, when is too early to send a press release and when is too late to send a press release for a production?
1: So I would say there is never too early a time to send a press release because if the journalist gets enough of them, they already have a system to, like, date tag it so that they'll review it closer to the date, that sort of thing. They'll put it into their calendar. So... Uh, I would say that once you have all the things lined up, once you have your cast finalized, once you have all the where, what, when, why, all that, which for most companies, especially independent companies, is not gonna be a year down the road. No. It's going to be, you know, at but most. Grant's
4: not even in yet. Yeah, Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Fingers crossed.
1: So if you send something six weeks out, that's great, then it's on a journalist's radar, and then what you do is you follow up, right? So you send the initial press release with the basic info about the show, and then a couple weeks out, you maybe send a pitch saying, hey, would you be interested in writing about this or these particular uh, performers in the show, or this particular aspect of the show if you have something that's really cool that happens like multimedia wise on the stage and, um, and then of course you'll send an invite, media invites mm-hmm. to the people that you want to come to the show a couple weeks out to.
2: If, if I can use Blanket Fort as an example, I sent out a release in early December because I knew it was happening at the end of January and next stage falls at the beginning of January. So I wanted that sent out early enough so they would have it in their minds. We just sent out a second release, and in the first release, I promised them programming to be announced in 2017. Because now I've got something extra to talk about. When I sent the second release, who's playing in the blanket fort? We promised you programming. Here it is. Now there's a second she's thing. She's good
1: at her job. <laughs> Solid. Is so that it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The second part of the question part. is. Um, what are your thoughts versus a digital press release versus a hard copy press release?
2: I don't want more paper.
1: Cool. Oh, well, like a uh, Why?
4: paper at the <laughs> at when you show up at the theater? The
2: press kit? Yeah, because um, oh. I know um, one cool. of the things that happens during the Toronto Fringe often is, yeah. like, I know Romeo and Juliet Chainsaw Massacre, they sent, like, a hard copy, like, press bundle to now. Um, mm-hmm. Why? Yeah. He tweeted about it. Yeah, Glenn tweeted about that. So I was oh, just wondering yeah. what your okay. thoughts were about those, sure. like,
1: little goodie bags.
4: Goody bags are different. Goody bags are different. different. Mm -hmm.
2: I stopped doing hard copy press kits a couple of years ago. I was phenomenal with press kits. When we did Ching Chong Chinaman, I did the press kits on incredibly cheap thumb drives that I bought in Chinatown and gave them out in Chinese food takeout boxes that were filled with shredded Chinese newspapers. That's Mm -hmm. boss it is boss. Yeah. You don't want that shit. <laughs> you stop by and go, thank you. Right? I made the ones for Sister Mary's a dyke look like a hymnal. When I did 448 Psychosis, I handed out uh, ch- card, uh, they looked like medical charts. With and I the also blood had, pens. Yeah, I also had candy in prescription bottles and each reviewer was labeled Richard Azunian, take two before
1: the show. Yeah.
2: And then he turned to someone and said, no, she wouldn't poison me, would she?
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way of you know, making your show, especially during Fringe when sure. there's so many people um, competing for the same people's attention, sort of stand out. You know, it's it's a gimmick, yep. but gimmicks can really help sometimes. But, if uh, it's in the th-
4: theme, yeah. thematic of your sure. show. Yeah, of course. That would make sense to me, but, but I wouldn't A physical
1: <laughs> so press release for in it? Yeah. I can't think of a time when I've shown at a be- up at a theater and someone has handed me a physical press release like a dutte filled with all their the their press releases mm-hmm. and you know their their bios and things and i'm like i have all this information you emailed it to me mm-hmm. or you know You've got or drop, days, you got a dropbox it's in the program dropbox link yeah <laughs> yeah
2: drop so. i always, always send a dropbox link it's got the press release yeah. it's got everything from the program in it it's got the photos we're going back to photos mm, it's good. all in there because you get right, home right, at so. midnight I don't want you misspelling my people's names.
4: Yeah, who's that again? What right. was that character? You the look mock. drunk. Yeah. Like
2: you're saying Steve is drunk. He's not drunk. No, just He's tired. Just tired. <laughs>
4: so the show is so impactful that you look dizzy. Is that help? <laughs> oh, yeah,
1: totally. Mm. Yeah. So we're going back to pictures. pictures. Oh, pictures. Yeah. Okay. So like I said earlier, um, <coughs> it's the people involved in your show that are the story. So when a journalist is going to write about your show... Um, the ideas of the show those are all great they might be, there might be a hook on there but they're going to write about the people involved right and you are not going to get any media if you don't have any pictorial representation of the people involved in your show mm-hmm. that doesn't necessarily mean you have to have production photos but it means you have to have something to give to the media to accompany what they're writing because unless you just want a little tiny blurb in a listing somewhere. You have to have images to accompany whatever uh, journalist is going to write about your show.
4: I looked it up earlier, may I jump in for a second? Please. It was from like, Inc.com, which is of course an American publication as well, but uh, you know, they just basically said that you have eight seconds to catch someone's attention. The easiest way of doing that is with visuals. Um, 81% of people skim content and just basically go through right to the visual. And then by 2018, 84% of all online marketing will just be visual. So if that kind of helps you and if that kind of puts you ahead of someone else, yeah. um, that's it there. Is the photo engaging? Is it representative of the show? Is it representative of the energy of the show? I'm, I'll come back. I'm sorry for interrupting. No, no, it's but, fine. But um, a lot of the time, what I've worked with are playwrights who are like, yeah, but the words are so important. Yes. And I'm like, cool. Um <laughs> Uh, not according to what our media is all of a sudden saying and not according to what our social media and algorithms are saying. I don't control Google. If an image is getting more traction than your lovely play description, I can't help that. No, uh, And that is the way that we're moving towards. The we're words. still.
3: We're still, I mean, this is a little bit of a direction, but like playwrights are... Literary figures, yeah, still, te- right? Like what space, we are yeah. kind of in a literature sure. industry, okay. absolutely, in a way. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I can understand why the visual aspect is, but the sage is a visual medium. Yeah, as yeah. no, true. Also, yeah.
2: It's,
1: yeah.
3: So, I'm not I want to see it. your words yeah. Yeah. on yeah.
2: stage. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah, show me <coughs>
1: mm-hmm. um, pictures. pictures. I have used people's iPhone snaps,
4: oh yeah, of yeah. their friends, yep. as
1: like banner images for posts sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't have to be these incredible production photos of your actors in costume on stage. But if I'm writing about your actor, and uh, certainly if I'm writing in detail about uh, one of your actors, there's gotta be an image of your actor to go with that Mm -hmm. media, the the journalism. Um,
4: Yeah, sometimes, if I can say this, uh, when that overwhelming feeling comes over, you're probably overthinking it.
2: Yep.
4: Mm. <laughs> you probably are. Just take yep. a breath and be like, oh, I have these photos of, uh, you know, I have these photos on my phone. Use them. Hey, Steve, do these photos on my phone work? Yep just ask. If they yeah. don't, yeah. he'll say no. He won't say, no, you're cut. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and you're an awful
2: person yeah, to you're boot.
4: you're so irresponsible <laughs> and you don't have Terrible. your stuff together. No. Like, that's not no press release. how that comes across. No. It's just, is this suitable yeah. for your publication? Majority of the time someone will say yes, yeah. and if not, they'll say, no, we were looking for something more like that. Okay, that's your path to get along. Get out of your own head sometimes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I worked in uh, photographic modeling uh, years back. Uh, And I tend to scare my clients at the speed at which I can go through the 40 shots that you so lovingly took. And I'm just going flip, flip. I'm better than Tinder. (laughs) (laughs) That one. The thing I would also ask you, if you're trying a gimmick, make sure it works. If you're trying to, oh, I want it to look like an ABBA cover, you better be on point doing that. Otherwise, it looks like you and your friends trying to make an ABBA cover and it doesn't work and also be specific to the play. I remember once throwing out, not physically, throwing out an entire session. I said, why not, why not, they're so great. I said, yeah, they're good pictures. They could be of anyone, anywhere. This tells me nothing, tells me nothing about the show. Oh, look, two people on either side of the stage.
4: Ooh, it just looks like talking heads and I'm going, oh God, no.
2: Yeah, oh, they were full bodies. It was just like here and Pip, where are you? Like like that distance, you know, just standing there. No.
4: Which says to me that there's not, like, if I yeah. looked at that visual, I would just be like, oh, it's just two talk, two like, the talk talking heads talking. in the, the phrase sense, yeah.
1: So you may uh, want to uh, pay to get a professional photographer, someone who specializes in shooting for theater. Dahlia and, Cats. Yeah, well, Dahlia, mm-hmm. but, but there's, there's others out there too. As a good Dahlia's start. Erin. I use her stuff so much. Yeah. And yeah, Tanya now, yeah. and. Uh, yeah, actually, if I may, can you
4: make some recommendations, please? <laughs>
1: Uh, well, Dahlia Katz, I use her stuff so much constantly. with Torontoist, all, constantly, all the time. Because she's, she's a director and a dramaturg herself. She's so great at like figuring out, she'll go in to see a rehearsal and she'll be like, okay, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah," And she'll be in and out and she'll get fantastic shots. The best
2: compliment I ever gave to Dahlia was that she finds the best possible thing happening in the scene or in the person and takes a picture of it. Sometimes
4: you're limited in your media time Mm -hmm. uh, when if you have a media day or you're preparing for the shot list. So, like as a producerial person, uh, you know, I need a script ahead of time if I can say that. Like, give me the most updated script. If there's an updated script, I need it because it will help me inform tone, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You might have killed off a character, and I have no idea about that. That happened to me once. That happened to me (laughs) as well. I was like, "Where's the no? Okay." Uh, well,
2: we totally renamed her. Now she's Jewish.
4: That, that's important okay. to know if there are changes. So in, in doing so, what was my point? Oh, man, this is hard. Making Update.
2: a shot list. Making a Thank shot you. List. Making
4: a shot list, yeah. So you have your media day, or you ask your director. The etiquette is you ask your stage manager when media time is. There's no media time. Please schedule a media time where I can bring in a photographer and maybe some media if you're so lucky to have media come in for maybe a preview piece this should happen in in you know if you're programming a season it should happen within the last week of your rehearsals during your tech time mm-hmm. ideally if your piece has found some legs during the tech time i would advise personally and professionally not to have a media day if your production team is stressed during during tech week like don't do that to them it's cool It's fine. So during that media tech time, uh, you'll have your photographer come in and you might have half an hour to shoot the show. And so you might only have half an hour to shoot a few scenes. So ahead of time, discuss with your director, discuss with your stage manager, the most engaging elements that the director wants to show off. That's their expertise. Mm -hmm. Your expertise is also to to, to continue that narration, and ideally the photographer, it's their expertise to capture it. Mm -hmm. So therefore, when we send those images labeled, uh, uh, the show title, the actors' names, and the photo credit, ideally within that file, uh, to Steve or someone else like media when Mm -hmm. it's time, they have it because you might not be the person putting it up
1: that's yeah. very often the case. So
4: it might just be Joe Schmo, who's never seen a theater piece in, in their lives, and they just throw it up and they don't know that that's, you know, uh, Medbidi or Kawa Ada mm-hmm. in that. In, and so they can't give the proper creditation. Yeah. Or your photographer, who's probably discounted <coughs> their services, is not credited.
1: That's really important. You absolutely have to credit your images. It doesn't matter who took the photo, it could be your brother or sister. Yep. who, you know, yeah. snapped the shot while you were working with your friends or something. But um, you've got to have that credit in there, especially yeah. if you're not paying the person. Yeah. Because, you know, they at least have to be, like, the, the body images thing that went viral. Yep. I mean, they, uh, I know that now went to the publications that picked up on those and wrote that and said, you have to credit our photographers and the publications all obliged because yep. they were legally obligated to. Mm-hmm. So for that photog- the photographer who took those photos you know they get to say their work has been seen by literally millions of people now mm-hmm. and they're not getting paid <laughs> extra for that but at the very least that's yeah. for their portfolio that's great. And even if it's not a professional photographer it's really it's key still for someone. Yeah and yeah. it's key for media organizations that very rarely, there used to be the case that the Toronto Star would send out a photographer to shoot images mm-hmm. of your show That's before right. it was going to go up. That never happens yeah. anymore. Mm-hmm. The media organizations cannot afford staff photographers to come and take pictures at play. Not going to happen. So it's up to you to get photos of the people involved and hopefully also production photos. And
4: even, I've been yeah. in situations where we've had uh, big publication photographers scheduled during that media time. So yeah. production has run around given me a half-hour window, and then 20 minutes before they show up, I don't know, Rob Ford did something, and boom, everyone's over (laughs) at City Hall. They're gone. And then you're like, shoot. So it's best to always uh, prepare yourselves despite external forces.
2: You're doing everything indie anyway. You're doing everything to begin with. This unfortunately needs to be added to your list of everything, and I cannot stress enough If you're going to take the time to properly credit your performers, your designers, your photographer, just label the damn JPEG with that information. Because so many people will take the time to put that in an email. Photo number one, Aaron Jan, Bessie Chang, Silk Bath, photo by Delia Katz. And then leave the JPEG as DS30967.jpg. And if we go to Joe Schmoe,
1: Never, we'll never look at the other thing.
2: No. Never. No. Nope. Sorry, Sue. <laughs> Sorry.
1: <laughs> One last thing about pictures. Um, you need both landscape and portrait, horizontal and vertical. And the reason for this is that on the internet, which everyone is on the internet now, all, even all the big media publications, for the formatting, for the layout, for the page, they always got to have a banner image. So it's got to be this way the only pretty much the only time you're ever going to use portrait photos like that, you know, like 8x10s is for print magazines because mm-hmm. they'll the layout of their page, they'll have a photo here and they can have print along here. But that so rarely happens online. So if you can only get a couple of good shots, make sure that at least one or two of them are landscape because that's what I'm going to ask for when I say I need a banner image for this thing I'm going to write about your show. Send me some landscape photos, credited landscape photos. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: Awesome. Hi there. I'm interrupting briefly to thank those of you who have chosen to support the title block on Patreon.com. I really enjoy doing the show, and I'm not going to stop while I have the time, but it does cost a bit to do the show between equipment and web hosting and not to mention extra mic rentals to ensure that special events like the Bellows sound as best as I can make them. So I'm asking that you help out to cover these costs and help me to continue to capture the story of Canadian theatre design. Go to patreon.com slash thetitleblockpodcast and donate a couple of bucks an episode. It really helps. I
4: think there's a question.
0: Yes, indeed, I have a question. Uh, As a design podcast, I have a personal vendetta against the National Ballet of Canada. When they post their photos on Facebook, they say, photo credit, Bruce Singer. The photographer, and then the prima ballerina, and there's, it's a picture of a beautiful whatever it is, and there's no design credit on it at all. It drives me crazy. Uh, how do you guys feel about that? Why does it get dropped? Is it just that information doesn't get to the publisher, or is it not prioritized, or is it not felt important? Any of those things?
2: I would say people take priority. Faces, because that's the immediate draw for people. Mm-hmm. If it was something like that, if it's the, the director, director, you know, um, it's that faces take priority. They always do. Faces sell better than, than images, and that's what people mostly want to know about because they may not necessarily, oh, I've seen Mev Beatty, in, and that's getting a lot of traction tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen, oh, Mev Beatty, I've seen her in such and such. They're not going to say that about a design.
1: You could have the coolest flyer ever for Fringe. And it's great. You'll put you'll turn it into a poster, you'll post it up at, you know, the Futures Cafe, you'll have postcards go out to people. That's great. But no one in the media will ever ask for a digital copy of that. They were not going to you that use your very cool cutting edge designed uh, logo design whatever for their they're gonna to want to look You're at raw images design. of people.
0: You're, yeah, you're, you're, you're referring to what's
1: in the, the image. Yeah, the and I think it's an
0: intellectual property issue too, right? Because that yeah. designer mm-hmm. owns that design, and now mm-hmm. you're using it to sell the show, mm-hmm. and so potentially there's a, there's a copyright issue. Yeah. Uh, now, they obviously agree to mm-hmm. use that I'm listening to the show. And the National Ballet of Canada problem is that they're using it to sell the company. And in fact, I think... Uh, I'm not going to mention the designer's name, he knows who he is. Uh, they used the designer's um, design to, to then create things they were selling in the lobby. You could buy the doll of the ballerina. You could buy the thing from the show. And he never got credited for any and of that, it.
4: If that des- Hopefully that designer had an agent and the agent went in and was like, hey, and if not retroactively you go in and have, and have that conversation if yeah, you're a designer that's been in that situation yeah it
0: was never negotiated so it wasn't even talked not. about in the contract and it was basically However, ignored by the piece it could
4: be argued and hopefully the designer i mean you pro- you know the designer you probably know the situation better than i do but if you find yourself ever if you're a designer in here you know you uh, if you're part of the associates designers of canada you know you can ask them to you know that's part of your association if you're affiliated with that to speak on your behalf or if you have an agent um, I work with Ian Arnold at Catalyst Uh, he represents almost all the designers in Toronto Mm -hmm. uh, and he's had that conversation a number of time and he would agree with you yeah he would agree with you that there should be some retroactive um, remuneration in that in that regard when it's if it's a key component and that goes that that goes from merchandise and that goes for touring and that goes for uh, imagery it might not be in the marketing materials the the accreditation if you're a designer but it mm-hmm. might be on the, it's acknowledged in the should be in the house program mm-hmm. um, and, and as well as on a website at least on that website I'm not too familiar mm-hmm. with the National Ballet in that regard poster as well exactly and if you have an inkling about it like if you have a feeling where you're like why am I not credited on this and you're a designer, you have full jurisdiction to talk to the GM or talk to the marketing person and be like, hey, what's up? And then they'll be like, yeah, cool.
2: The way Uh, I look at it, every artist in that show and on that show and behind that show is a selling feature, Mm -hmm. right down to stage management, Mm -hmm. you know, everyone who's done something, this is, and I'll go very tight on this, it's something I refer to as doorways. What is the doorway into your show? And maybe you're not necessarily interested in the dancers or in the actors, but that is an amazing set design. I want to know more about that. You're a selling point.
1: So I've had friend shows that I've been like, I don't know anyone in that cast, but I do know the stage manager. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if that stage manager is willing to work with these people who I don't <laughs> know, Must then maybe they yeah. sort do of you? know what they're doing.
3: Well, I also expect a tight show.
1: Yeah. No, totally, um, I do minutes. want to say one Let's more thing about pictures. Like yeah. The
3: transitions are going to be tight. The cues are going to be good. Like it's <laughs> yeah. going to make the show better.
4: It's, if it says 60 minutes in the Fringe program, you know it's going to be 60 minutes with that stage manager because yeah. that's important. Shows yeah. run oh, yeah. on time. Shows runs on time.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, someone like Derek Chua or myself, who I saw 54 Fringe shows this past mm-hmm. summer. If your show runs seven minutes long, that screws yeah, yeah, yeah. the rest of my day because I'm seeing maybe six shows in a day. Yeah. So. And
4: that goes for <laughs> just a sidetrack. We'll go back to pictures, yeah. Steve. Yeah. That's, um, for point. example, I was just recently working on a show where uh, I saw the opening night and all of a sudden there was nudity, strobe lighting, and smoke. Didn't know that. Didn't know that. <laughs> Those need You need to tell your production company. Yep. You need to tell your yeah. publicist. They, that, that's important for your audience to know. Uh, uh, Nudity is just a taboo imagery. It's just polite and etiquette to express that. Smoke, you might not realize, but that affects people's breathing. Uh, And especially with strobe, you might not know people have, um, I myself, um, I have many concussions. That's why I was so, like, pissed off Was I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to get a seizure. Um, and that's it's about accessibility in that regard. So if you do something kooky like that, you need to tell it to the public. It's
2: when just I, important. When I send it. out my final release to people coming to the show, here's your Dropbox, here's your photos, here's your press release. Show runs 54 minutes, no enter, 8 o'clock start. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Boom.
1: Oh, love it. And I read that, and I'm like, great, that means I can make a 9.30 show somewhere else. And I, so I will often go see two, three shows in a night. So if I know I can do that, that's great. That makes me very happy. Pictures. I want to say one more thing. Um, often journalists are working on deadline. They do not have time for you to email someone who may take 24 hours or more to get back to you to give you permission to use their photos for media purposes. So... It's incumbent on you that when you get photos taken of your show, and again, the, even, this is, even if it's just you know the director's brother or if it's a professional photographer you've engaged in a contract, you need to make sure that you have permission to use those images in the future for media purposes. You've got to have that ready to go so that when someone like me emails you at 3 a.m. and says, hey, I need to use a picture for something tomorrow, can I use this? You, you have to be able to say, yeah, use it, credit so-and-so. And I'll be like, great. Which we did last night at 3 a.m. Yep. Mm-hmm. For the call that went up today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so just to clarify, that is not
3: assumed when you hire a photographer <sighs> nope. necessarily. No. It needs to be explicit.
1: No, because the photographer may be expecting you to only use it for, say, you know, the cover of your program or something. And, you know, 12 months down the, the road, you may remap the show mm-hmm. and you may start using the image again. You need to have permission from the photographer. And that may be built into their their, their pay. Yeah. That, that, that's up to you to negotiate with the photographer. And not only that, but... To use those in perpetuity or...
2: We did those products? with Proud. That was five years ago. Yeah. I said, I need permission forever to use these yeah.
4: and for the actors as well because actors and cast change over years so as a producer just keep that in mind that uh, okay just so you're aware these are the photos that are going online mm-hmm. these are th- these are the photos that we're using for marketing ideally you already have everybody's permission in the cast mm-hmm. not only that but ideally you've taken some landscape shots that shots that the uh, designers so set uh, and lighting and costumes can use for their archival uh, purposes and mm-hmm. perhaps their own online uh, portfolios which hopefully we can get into that conversation mm-hmm. um, uh, so that it's kind of uh, but you have to have those conversations with your team
2: well and, in advance
4: and knowing what it's not just for media it's also internally for the team and yep. their benefit because if there's an actor for grants,
2: in a, <laughs> exactly
4: <laughs> for grants or if there's a remount and again Let's say you're selling an image and that image has a shirtless actor on it, like let's say they're in a bra or let's say it's a shirtless, um, you know, nipples are exposed in some, some way. Um, and that might be an issue, especially if that person's not cast again for whatever reason. So just to be clear, cover, cover yourself. Close those loops.
2: Cover those nipples. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which adds of course to the things you're going to label your JPEG with because you're going to label the people in the show and the director of the show and the photography and you're going to add original cast mm-hmm. original production mm-hmm. because Toronto when there's no tour. blonde guy in the show people will wonder mm-hmm.
1: There, I'm going to use a recent example just last week uh, Tarragon is currently remounting Infinity mm-hmm. uh, and it's a three-hander show four-hander with a musician but there's three people three actors on stage. One of those uh, actors has been, one of those roles has been recast with a blonde woman who's playing the role previously played by a brunette. And a lot of Tarragon's initial promo material had the actor who's been replaced front and center in it. I'm like, I'm not gonna use that. So instead, for the column and the the preview I wrote of the show, uh, I used a just a basic image of the new actor. Because I was like, well, I'm not gonna use old photos of an actor who's no longer in the show anymore, so use that. And then this past week, when they started using promotional material that featured the new actor, I actually tweeted it out saying, Great, glad to see that so and so actor is being featured in Presbyterian. Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> so. it, it goes back to your audience, right? If all of a sudden I'm like, "Oh, cool, that person again! I love the original performance," yeah. and then all of a sudden you're like, "What the hell? Where's mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. person? Mm-hmm. Who's this?"
3: Yeah. I saw that tweet and I was very confused without context. So, oh, I'm glad the, this that I, is yeah, the context. Totally. Yeah, yeah.
1: You know. I mean, I can I can say names. They were both wonderful in the role, but yeah, Haley McGee was replaced by Vivian Endicott Douglas, yeah. who had a terrific 2017. So for Teragon, that should be a selling point because she. Yeah. She, you know, had three great roles years. last yeah, yeah. year. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, that could be... And that's the sort of thing that uh, a journalist might be like, hey, this new rising actor is now taking over this role in the show. I'll write about that. That's a new angle mm-hmm. for, that they can <clears throat> use to sell that show, even though publications may have reviewed the show or written about it previously when it was first staged.
2: On that note... Because um, I've worked on a few remounts. I want to do my friend's show again and that kind of thing. And the first thing I will ask you is what is different about it this time? Mm-hmm. What's different? Is there a new cast member? Do you have a brand new set? Is there a third act? Because it's the exact same show with the exact same actors and you already got reviewed last time. You've got your ink. There's nothing new to write about.
4: Just start all your online materials with those stars, yep. with those ends, with those yep. quotes. Exactly. Don't, don't bother. They're, their list is long yeah. enough.
1: Oh, God, yes. Right.
3: <laughs> Can we talk about materials briefly? And is social media? Because
1: we, we kind of yeah. mm-hmm. skimmed over that. Yeah. Do people have questions about social media? Um, is that of interest yeah. to people? <laughs> yeah, go for talking? it. What? Where? How? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: I think what Chris means to say is uh, what what should we have social media-wise and what is useful? Like, what are some good strategies we can have? And, and particularly, if I may skew a little bit, um, as, a, as a production artist who for whom mm-hmm. most of the images coming out of the show are not my own creative material, I don't write the play, I'm not starring in the play, I built this thing, but that's because a designer told me to, uh, what are avenues we can take to promote the work that we do?
1: So in that example, I would say as the show is progressing, uh, and I, you might wanna clear this with the, you know, the, the producers and that, but maybe Instagram might be the best uh, social media avenue for you to use to take photos of the set as it's coming together mm-hmm. and take an Instagram pic and saying, hey, look <laughs> at this, see how this cool effect happens, mm-hmm. or you know, even use a very short Snapchat video or something like that. I don't use Instagram myself, but just off the top of my head, sorry, just hit the mic, I would say that that might be a great way of promoting your work.
2: People love in progress shots. Mm. Mm -hmm. And I will say to you, one moment sir, (laughs) oh I'm going to tell (laughs) you, and I will tell you very quickly what I tell every student I have, every workshop I teach, is that because we live in this, we forget that normal people don't do this for a living. They have no idea. They have not a clue. Said with love, as to what the hell ha- they don't know. There's someone called a set designer.
4: It's not elitist. It's just no, that they're it's just, re- they they're don't really do it. not aware. They're not. I have
2: no idea what goes on at tax time at H and Block either. <laughs> I don't live there. But you need to remember that to many people, what we create is magical, and they want in on it. And this is what I talk about when I talk about doorways, letting people in to know these things. People love in progress shots. Oh my God, it's being built. Do you know what the absolute best traction item I post for every show is? Most likes, most smiles, most whatevers? The picture of the effing box from Incredible Printing. Posters are here, and everyone loses their minds. Everyone loses their minds. Something's happening, it's exciting. Finally, I get it's to hear it. It's the box of, you know, they're always in my flipping house. I gonna next time take a picture of a box of nothing and say they're here and see what happens <laughs> mm-hmm. those are the yeah they love that shot I'm in on it I'm in on the corner of your filthy living room with the boxes of flyers
1: um you oh. teach social media yeah I do at, I teach it at Humber it, and at yeah, Ryerson exactly. and, and I teach workshops so what? um <laughs> and you teach it to millennials and generation y people I do. who are who are, so what are some of like very very quick tips you have for people's social media. I would say that you should use the social media that you are best suited for. Mm-hmm. Steam whistle. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I use Twitter, and uh, I don't use Instagram because I'm, I'm a terrible photographer, which is why I love looking at other people's mm-hmm. photos and using those, because I, I just do not have a good eye for taking them myself. Mm-hmm. Once I see a good photo, I'm like, that's great. So I don't have an Instagram account, mm-hmm. but Twitter I'm, I'm pretty good at. Yeah, you are. But I yeah, live you... on Facebook.
4: Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's yeah. my house.
4: Whereas, um, so for like my personal business, so um, mm. I'm a f- I'm freelance artist. I stepped away from my full-time theater job about a year and a half ago, uh, just to kind of light my load, clear my head, reass- do the personal reassessment that we all do as artists. My artistry, how I describe myself, is that my artistry is like management <laughs> and organization. That's my artistry. So uh, in, in that regard, what I do to make sure my bills are paid are the big events. Mm -hmm. Um, I also style and coordinate people, actors for red carpets. So my visual Instagram is mostly for pretty things Mm -hmm. like weddings and, and red carpets like that whereas my Facebook is mostly private. So understanding and curating that. When I look specifically at my own Instagram, I discuss my narratives. I was chatting with Steve Mm -hmm. about this earlier. It's like, what are my three to four narratives that I wanna put forward as a self-producing artist? I remember Pip, we were chatting about like, even in the promotions of this event, it's like, is a LinkedIn account necessary? My LinkedIn is in the same tone as a lot of other people's LinkedIn's in the corporate world. My LinkedIn is meant to be hired by the corporate world so I can therefore fund my theater or at least take time off to do you know, my profit shares. Um, so if, that, if you're an independent artist uh, and let's say you're a designer, if you're set costumes, yeah, put your renderings up there. Ensure that you, you credit everybody because you can utilize it as a portfolio moving forward for yourself, if not in promotion for the show. Moving forward, it could get you another job. But default and over credit, this is the production, this is the company, this was the year. And if it is a shot from the production itself, credit the lighting designer, credit everybody else that you worked with. Um, and you know, that's that. If you're a sound designer, go to SoundCloud and just have snippets of your sound and do the same thing. Mm-hmm. There are lots, if you want you know, a website, there are cheap websites for you out there. If not, Tumblr is free. Um, and try to keep it up to date as much as possible.
1: Mm. I would yeah. say, with social media, creating a new Twitter account for your show, mm-hmm. specifically for your show, no. is a waste of time. No,
2: no a even, waste of time. I'm not going to follow you. I'm not. You have four followers. You are following 179 people. You have
4: 10 shows. You
2: are an egg. <laughs> <laughs> not eggs. No eggs. Yeah none you need first of all i started teaching last week and actually i got to i asked you know three questions you want to learn about anonymously how are you going to teach gen xers about social gen y about social media how do you think you're going to teach social media to to millennials first off access does not equal acumen mm. mm-hmm. let's start right there Secondly, I will go back to the steam whistle analogy. Do one thing. Where do you live? Aaron, where do you live? Facebook. Social media. Where? Facebook. Of course you do. That's where I see all your stuff. <laughs> and the occasional tweet. Where do you live? Social media. I don't mean like Laidlaw Street or anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where do you live? You. you? Oh, uh, Facebook as well. Facebook. Yeah. Michael Cruz, where do you live? I live everywhere.
0: <laughs> uh, Facebook. Facebook for personal, Twitter for news.
1: There yeah. we go. And this is problematic because I'm the same way, and I get Facebook friend requests all the time from people in theater and comedy who, if I've met them, I've met them once very briefly. Mm -hmm. And I, I use my Facebook for, you know, I use it to keep in touch with friends. And I have friends with a lot of performers, a lot of people in the theater and comedy music communities. But they're people who I've, you know, seen and developed a relationship with over, you know, years maybe mm-hmm. um, there are people who I would stop and catch up with on the street if I saw them that's it's my nice benchmark it. for Facebook yeah. Yeah. and uh, so but I have Twitter for public use and uh, you know you yeah. can follow anyone on Twitter it's up. or
2: here's uh, a thought and I'll give you my analogy that I use every single time social media is like a cocktail party has everyone here been to a cocktail party or a kegger or you know like a something an alcohol-based event An alcohol-based <laughs> event or even a PCP event, Pop Chess parents, whatever but you've social been to gathering. a party it's a social gathering and you have to think about where are the people who are the people that are here who do I want to talk to who don't I want to talk to and more importantly if the entire guest list is in the living room talking and laughing why are you going out to the back bedroom to make an announcement where it's just you in the coats be where your people are and do not do not 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 you know the guy at the party can't shut up about his effing show my show's gonna be really great here's a flyer for my show yeah we've got 10 shows at fringe got six more to go I think we've got a review coming up and and that's all he does who I've christened to be that guy (laughs) nobody wants to talk to that guy you need to remember that social is a back and forth it is not a broadcast out you're not a poster
4: I don't want you to sell me something I'm just trying to have a genuine connection and if I can say that is our greatest strength as independent artists yes regardless of your role we have the ability to convey a human connection and so granted at the beginning of this conversation we started macro with the who's your audience and send out your press release but it's really the micro relationships that are going to Make you feel good at the end of the day and remind you why you do this. Yeah. And so when you're late on rent, I'm never. Just
2: dead. I'm never late on my mortgage. (laughs) (laughs) They just take it whether I have it or not. Uh,
4: Yes. Um, (laughs) So when you you know push comes to shove and you're like, why do I do this? And all your friends get to go on sexy Instagram vacations and you're like, why do I do this? that's the reason why, because you, you're, you're fulfilled in some
3: regard. It sounds like there's a balance, that delicate balance there to be struck when you yeah. talk about having personal personal Facebook or Twitter mm-hmm. accounts, mm-hmm. and then you need to sell something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how do you navigate that relationship? Because I've never once sent out an e-blast. I know this is going back a few years now, but like, for that reason. like If it comes from me, it's, it's a thing that is personal. It's not somebody else has told me to do this.
2: I think, I think because of the industry we work in, Yes, it is a fine line, but it's easily straddleable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because what we do is personal. Right. We're not writing about accounting. We're not posting about the latest in judicial such and such. And I will talk about anything in art that I love. I don't work at Canadian Stage. I saw Red there a few years ago. I lost my mind about it. I made you go see it. I'm like, you have to go and see this. And I am sober telling you this. You have to go. It's art, man. Rising tide lifts all boats. That's true. Yeah. And If you don't
4: want to be on it, that's your prerogative. Yep. Just realize that you might be playing catch up when you come to your senses in a few years. <laughs> or,
2: but it's or, true.
4: Or if you're, you're seeing there's no longer a mutually beneficial relationship because yeah. you're not, you are not giving to the way now people are communicating. Yeah. But so if you, uh, I highly advocate for public and private accounts. I'm a yeah. Oh man, I'm not, how do I say this I help people uh, people who are on TV shows mm-hmm. I have one actor who is just under 20,000 followers on Twitter mm-hmm. and I have another actor that just has you know 10,000 followers on Twitter and is on a weekly TV show uh, and we sit down and we construct the narratives of their social mm-hmm. media um, and then that person also has a private account yep. um, as well that can happen to you and like let's say you're in a you know production, and there's someone doing the marketing, and you're like, hey, stop tagging me, or no, like, yeah. you can say that, that is in mm-hmm. your right, that's in your right, and you like, yeah. oh, you're not being a team player, no, it's just that, like, my social media is for this, and that, if someone said that to me, I'm like, cool, I might equip you with a digital postcard so mm-hmm. that you might send something a bit more personal and private to a mm-hmm. smaller group of people that you know could come to this show. I can't force you to do anything. People Theater is
1: a collaborative process. Yeah. You're working in a team. Some people will be better than others at mm-hmm. social media. Like Let that person, person do the social media stuff. Yeah. If yeah. you're not comfortable doing something, you're not going to be very good at it. And, and that's, that's OK. okay. <laughs> yes. Or you can hire some like Stu to do a lot of it for you. It's man.
2: Yeah. People so, constantly try to put their stuff on my wall, yeah. like to talk about their dance classes. <laughs> I get really annoyed by that, mm, Don't use which to. is why, yeah, that's exactly it. You're putting a poster over my poster and I don't like you for that, which is why my timeline is set that I have to approve if I've been tagged in something. Yeah. And it's also the fact that, and I don't like using the word curate. And I don't want people posting things above my Bellows post for tonight because that's my main thing. Mm-hmm. There's a couple things I hid. I'll put them back later when I get home.
4: Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, uh, from an artist's perspective if you don't want to do something set your account to private yep. change your name on Facebook if that's what you want yeah. uh, you can protect yourself like for example for me um, I went through a very pub. I think it was a very public breakup about a year and a half ago um, and I just went I can't do any of this mm-hmm. this is too hard I can't do it and yeah. I just went off couldn't do it and only now am I comfortable reintegrating myself back in. But that's just my story. That could be someone else's story. Someone's private life, they might just not want to be public online in any capacity if they're going through a personal issue yet they're still doing their job as designer, director, actor, this, that. So you can't assume that it's a collaborative it's a collaborative effort, yes, but you can't assume that everyone's gonna be at the same level. You don't <laughs> have to be yelling the loudest online. You certainly don't.
2: And yeah. I don't want you to yell loudly. No, I don't want you to be louder. Just, I want you to be better.
4: Just be quality.
2: Yeah, just be quality. It's funny that you say that because I agree with you. Everyone is allowed to take a break. You're allowed to say, I gotta sign off for a month, guys. You're allowed to ghost. You're totally allowed to. It's within your right. What I don't want you doing is paragraph-long updates about how you think I'm probably going to leave Facebook now. It's not. Oh, And you don't leave. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I was in a bad mood like for two months at one point because people kept doing that, and I would
3: unfriend them if I saw that.
2: If
4: I see <laughs> like... another open letter, I'm like... Oh, them. I don't. That's, that's very
3: helpful of you, actually, if you just unfriend them. Yeah, well, I did. Yeah. You know, I
2: was like, yeah. hey, I thought we were friends. Well, yeah, you said you were leaving. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, made, I made a joke on Facebook recently about all the people... I was like, uh, oh, I'm taking January off from Facebook is the new. I'm taking <laughs> January off from drinking. Exactly. It's, it's, so do it. You don't need to tell <laughs> yeah, anyone. Just do it, man. You just... So we don't see any posts of yours for a couple of weeks, and we come back. If you come back, sure.
4: Right. It's like and almost the evolution of the MSN, um, like updating. Remember? Yes. Remember, like yes. Fifteen years ago, it was like gone to the
2: gym, yeah. doing homework. Yeah. See, <laughs> BRB, oh, yeah. and yeah, you're like, yeah. I, don't, I don't away from keyboard. You know? I, don't, I, don't I don't. care. care. <laughs> and usually, when people come back, the first, so what I miss, and my response is nothing.
4: nothing. Everyone's still the nothing. same. Nothing.
2: Just.
1: People going about their lives, yeah, doing the thing that they need. Anything
4: really important was in the actual news. <laughs> may, may I interject and loop round to the beginning for a second? Pip mm-hmm. and Chris, when you chatted about um, uh, your introduction, you talked about the bellows, uh, and you said we're bad at social media, and then Pip was like, don't say that. I actually like that you said that because, number one, you, on a public forum, claimed your own narrative First,
2: yep. Ah. You
4: didn't let the professionals or critics say, "Oh, their, their show needs work, or their social media needs Cannot work." Cannot
2: believe they didn't think of a hashtag before all of this started. <laughs> yes,
4: but yet, in your regard, you're like, "We're bad at social media," or "This show is in development." We yeah. know that already. Therefore, Steve can't talk about it. See, or you can, yep. you can acknowledge that they come. The company's aware of their in-development process, yeah. but it's not something to. Uh, Uh, Punish someone for, for example, and then Pip, you said, um, for example, uh, I didn't know that Torontoist has 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 promoted us a couple of times. I didn't know, but there are tools out there to help you. My answer and solution for that is Google Google Alerts. alerts. You, it's it's uh, free. You can sign up with keywords and key phrases um, through your Gmail account, so that anytime the bellows uh, pops up. The, somewhere, there it is. the article link is sent to you. That's free. That's, right. yeah. that's free. So if you hear someone, this like free tips. obsolete yeah. publication, niche no. publication, writing about you as an artist, writing about uh, a sound designer that received yeah. an award in Germany, who knew, it pops up all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, and the bl- broader the blanket term, the better. Mm-hmm. My uh, logistical s- suggestion would be to have a separate. Maybe set up a separate Gmail account specifically for Google oh, yeah. Alerts if there's a lot going on. If you're constantly putting out yeah. shows, there, it's helpful. I love the, those two things. I thought that might be helpful. You claimed your narrative first; that I, we couldn't really critique it because you critiqued no. it first.
2: And to be quite honest, it's honest. It's refreshingly honest. Yeah. And I am never going to critique the social media efforts or marketing efforts of the people in this room. I know what you're doing. I know what you're going through. We know how much we know this. I am if I'm gonna critique marketing, it's gonna be Mary Pringles, which is gonna be my permanent (laughs) anger. Thank you for knowing that is I don't know. Did you know about this? Can I? Yes please do. Fuck (laughs) Christmas marketing plan for Pringles a few years back. Oh my god I
4: was so mad. Mary (laughs) here are your
2: options, right? The chips? Yeah, the Pringles. Chips. Sorry. Merry Christmas, right? Pringle Bells, that kind of thing. They went with Merry Pringles, right? Which means nothing. (laughs) And it, I don't know, it just sticks up my nose. It bothers me so much that someone got paid to come up with that.
1: A lot of money. It bothers
2: a lot of money. Pringle Bells, Merry Christmas, Crisp Kringle, there's like 8,000 things you could come up with. I hate it so much, my assistant Lauren made me a felt Tree uh-huh. ornament of Merry Pringles. <laughs> this is like the fifth time we've talked about this. So like, I know. Let it go. I, will compl- I can't. Let go. I will complain about that, not what you guys are doing. Uh, Rising I, tide lifts all boats. We're here to help.
0: I can hear the client in that, though. Oh, yeah. Pr- Pringle Bells is oh, missing yeah. the S on oh, yeah. Pringles. Oh, Merry yeah. Christmas is not specific enough. Yeah. We have to have the name Pringles in the thing. Can we just do the Pringles? And, and then you as you. a... Yeah. As a...
1: As a, as a Okay, emotions, we can circle expert. back. Why are we parking like that for a second? <laughs> yeah.
4: Is there another question?
1: Yeah, we're 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 at about. Right
2: there was a question well, over here actually, Victoria yeah. had a question that we just. Uh, I'm sorry about, right about my Pringle Bells, fit It's, it's okay. okay. I'm always happy to hear about Pringle. Bells
4: it resonates. Fit. It's
5: all right. It, it wasn't so much a, a question as just a comment because there was a very very brief discussion about portfolios, um, and maybe about. Five or six years ago I was like trying to connect with different theaters because I'm I'm a costumer and I was just um, like uh, had a newly minted bachelor's and was like hi um, how like I'm looking for work help Um, can I work for you and and the feedback that I got was um, things like because I, I could see it. It's like we don't know who you are. Mm-hmm. We don't know why we should be looking at your stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have a business card. Have, um, have an online portfolio so that I can look at what you have, mm-hmm. um, and make that uh, and make that assumption. And so I very like didn't know what to do. I got a Tumblr, because it had already preset. Like, Easy. Yeah. Yeah. Don't somebody made it. a layout for me, yeah. and I could just go and post it, and I didn't have to try Do and this. figure out FTP or <laughs> or H- something H- else H- 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 that's H- an acronym H- that I couldn't code. tell you what it means. Yes. yes. Um, and all all I did outside of that, other than ed- figure out how to edit some colors and maybe a font, was put a. Uh, put a URL on it like uh, my own domain name and that's it and I kept being like I'm going to have an, an actual website a friend was trying to help me design it and it's been five or six years and it's still that Tumblr page and I still get people who tell me you have a really great website um, yeah. and I've gotten hired from this stuff and it's just yeah. a Tumblr page so you yeah. don't have to have much it's, it's just it's something maybe one day I'll have a real thing and I'll be a real adult with a real website it is a a real well, website hey. it
4: real exists website. on the internet <laughs> yeah. it exists yeah. it's not this like, weird hierarchy right. well, of like
2: oh now I have a legitimate website to be quite honest there. it used to make people legitimate when you've got business cards because you actually had to hire a designer and then they'd have to design them and then they'd have to go to a printer and letterhead and and and, and business cards were what made you official because they were expensive and time-consuming now anyway it's been democratized you too can have an amazing it, website through Tumblr. Yeah,
5: exact same thing with my business card. I yeah. I went to Vista Print. They had a set like a pre pre yeah. thing. I liked it. All I did was say, I want this to be shiny. And that was the only input that I did other than my own information. And every time I pass out a, a business card, someone's like, oh, this is so pretty. And then I was at the CITT event this weekend, passed out a business card, and they're like, I know where you got that. And they passed me back, like, the uh. exact same design, but they nice. changed the colors on it. And I'm like, I know what you did. It's great. People love this one. Well done. <laughs> yeah, great. Ma- so, really well alike. done. So it doesn't, it, it doesn't. Take much, yeah. and and I keep being like, oh, I should be doing more. But then at the same time, the little working? that I've done is enough to get somewhere. Yeah.
4: And when it's yeah. not the, you'll be. I don't want to say forced, but maybe inspired creatively, mm-hmm. creatively, cr- to, creatively, creatively to do something else. You will. It'll be it's all right. It'll congratulations. Is. What is your
5: name? Oh, I'm Victoria.
2: Victoria, congratulations on doing it right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Boom.
0: Well done, yeah. Victoria. What?
5: Oh. Um,
3: <laughs> the, the, oh, costumer? <laughs> the costumer? Yes. The costumer. The costumer. Oh, amazing. Or yeah. because
5: I have a, and because I have a, a, um, I have a Slavic last name that is difficult for people to mm. uh, read, let alone recite and type, I, I just did like victoriab.net so that I can give it to somebody and they don't have to really think about it. Yep. I have a full Domain name name that's my whole last name, but I never give that one out because nobody will remember
2: that. that. So, Mm -hmm. nice work. Yeah, very nice nice work. Kudos from the panel.
5: It's -hmm. also
4: like the uh, uh, the the etiquette of it. It's pretty Mm -hmm. easy to get there. I remember Victoria B. The the branding of it is very easy. And then if I go there, I'm going to go see your work. For, uh, for me, who you know left a full-time job a year and a half ago, I've made this my switch on Instagram, for example. I've tried to delete and eliminate a lot of personal stuff because I just want it to be work-related. Mm-hmm. If you're going to send somebody somewhere for work-related references, make sure it's work. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how many likes are on that selfie, just take it off because yep. it's weird. I um, and I would also say, maybe on Twitter, if you have work gripes, um, keep them off, man. Just take them off. Oh, yeah. If your account is meant for work, I mean, if it's meant for personal, then it's meant for personal, and then everybody in the industry will just gossip about you because everybody sometimes doesn't want to leave the drama for the stage. <laughs> um, but that's that's hopefully helpful. Sometimes people do forget that. Um, and if you really do post something, then just realize that it lives on the internet forever. It's it does. There.
2: It's there. Um, It's there. You can tell when I'm mad about a client. You won't know what client.
5: Question, actually, about Instagram, because that's one of the media platforms that has come out in the last few years that is completely beyond me, Mm -hmm. Um, that I just not, I I live in front of a sewing machine, not necessarily in front of social media, Um, and... Instagram seems to be the thing that everybody's like. Oh, do you have an Instagram? Oh, do you have an Instagram? And, and what's, your I, yeah, what's your handle? Yeah, and it's it is that a really big tool? Like as for me, it's not so much about selling shows; it's about selling me. Mm-hmm. Um, but is that is is that a big uh, a big thing? As like um like a LinkedIn is your online resume, and so is the is the Instagram the same? What do you want to use it for? That's the thing. What's the yeah. goal? I, I, like, I personally, I don't, I don't know, because I, then don't. I don't have a smartphone, and then so don't. therefore oh, I'm not then hosting then things. Don't. If you don't have a
4: smartphone, then you don't. You don't. don't have to. It only exists on smartphones. You've got your Tumblr.
2: Are you anywhere else?
4: Keep um, it up to date. I'm on
5: Facebook, You're but that's just a, my, that is places. my personal yeah.
2: account. You You're where you need to be. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have one.
4: Like, look at Vine. Vine's done now. It's gone. Gone. <laughs> people had people had Vine accounts for like yeah. a hot minute and then.
2: It's over. And
4: yeah. also, the upkeep is a lot. Yeah. So, if you don't have someone dedicated to that, you spend all your time creating this content to feel yeah. interesting on the internet when you're like, oh, Jesus Christ, just I just so want to do the and art. Sandwich. I don't yeah. know. I mean,
3: yeah. Instagram, uh, mm-hmm. speaking as somebody who builds something, Instagram is actually really exciting. Um, mm-hmm. and, and speaking as somebody who builds something but also a certified Luddite. Um, the sort of like if people like the creative process, Instagram's mm-hmm. kind of the platform for that. Yeah. Because you can, you can lay out patterns on a, a cutting table, for instance, and you can show that process start to finish.
5: Because on my portfolio, <laughs> I would have finished works, but it wouldn't totally. necessarily. Totally. How have did be you make yeah. this yeah. in progress stuff?
3: Totally. It's and what to I, you, I've I mean. noticed on some Instagrams is for woodworkers, they do things that I don't, uh, that I do differently. And so I'm able to see, oh, they tilted this at 30 mm-hmm. degrees, whereas I would use 25 and because they can post their creation step by step and that's really interesting to me as a, a person who builds stuff
4: and as a person who goes on instagram to look for stuff that's Occasionally. built
3: yeah. Um, yeah coincidentally i don't it's uh, google images yeah. generally but yeah
2: yeah um, you make it sound like you're looking at dirty pictures <laughs> rarely, I sometimes.
3: rarely if ever but for the articles um, yeah
2: yeah <laughs> entirely where are you where do you want to be where are your people
4: and I just want to say that if you do set something up online anywhere, just like if you're producing a show for your audience, for your future boss, for a critic, for, mm-hmm. for anyone that you, whatever you're trying to engage them with, make it easy. Oh, yeah. I want one click or yeah. two. two. I marks. want, oh, Victoria B, how do I get in contact with her? Oh, there's the contact button, boom. boom. I don't want to search everywhere for it. No. Where's that email address, That da, 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 the, the subject line, I can't find it. Oh, God, it's a form. Okay, here we oh go. Oh,
1: God, yes. Oh, no more online forms, please.
4: <laughs> but uh, Just that,
1: throw up a Gmail account please. address.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Just yeah. throw up a Gmail. Contact us here or, yep. or buy tickets here. See whatever you want here. Yep. Big, easy, yep. open. One, two clicks. If I'm clicking three or four times, I'm not buying. Yep. I'm not spending my money. You're not getting paid when I that was happens. building
2: a course I was teaching one day, and I said, Guys, how do I make this live? They sent me back a list of instructions that was a page long, easily. And my personal favorite was when they said to find the section labeled such and such. It took me four clicks to find it, like not even find it on the page. No, don't do that to people. Front and center.
4: Where's the address of the theater?
2: Please. <laughs> Thank
4: you. And yeah. for, for example, let's take Next Stage. For example, mm-hmm. the, uh, people outside of the theater community associate it with Factory Theater, not realizing that it's you know it's actually the Winter Fringe, and you know they rent it from Factory Theater. Mm-hmm. So, lots of people are googling Next Stage Theater Festival, Factory Theater, and then they'll get the Factory box office. So, yeah. like that's why Factory Theater staff is sitting there answering phones, directing yeah. them to. It's it's making it easy for your consumer, and yeah. ideally, you're having the foresight to, to to avoid problems yeah. or issues or customer service things like yeah. that, in a world where everything is like, at factory theater no oh, no bad example we're like at this this, at customer service issue problem, Air Canada, yeah. uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. you know like, <laughs> hey like that's yeah. the fastest response, and people are very quick to be negative before they're being positive. Mm-hmm. Um so I mean I feel like we already have enough challenges as independent theater so let's yep.
2: not give them more. And you're also talking about the people who will take the time to say hey at terrible theater I can't buy tickets. I won't waste my time. I'm just yeah. not going to buy tickets and you will uh, never so. know. You will never know why I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> what are you missing, right? Who are you missing because of that? People are like I can't be bothered to complain. I'm Tired now and want to watch Netflix. I'm staying home.
0: Yeah, you know, uh, Michael Cruz, a final word. Uh, this may not be a small topic, but I uh, I um, run a small nonprofit on the side. Mm-hmm. You know, because I'm not that busy, and uh, we do a lot of marketing to our people who sign up for our newsletter. So we've about a thousand people on our list. Nice. And I am uh, obsessed with. The fallout from sending out a, a newsletter. So I send a newsletter out and then I lose six people. And then I send out and then we gain the, whatever. Uh, fundraising is probably the biggest question of, of what is the etiquette generally around how often you should send these out? Do you, is, it, is one email me bugging people, one email a week bugging people? What You're do you asking think is that? Is weekly the, for money? No, well, well, I'm not. I could, if you, that, that, That's what. but what is, the, like, what is the general etiquette for contacting people through email, and, and how do I know I'm doing it right?
2: I want to hear from you if you have something interesting to say. That's it. It used to be, well, we send out our newsletter every Monday at 1030, so people can get used to finding us every Monday at 1030. If you have nothing to say, don't send it to me. Yeah. Don't make up content. I remember when I was working on Proud, we hit August, and we'd announced the cast, we'd announced the crew, we'd announced the venue, the design, we'd announced everything, and there was nothing to announce. And I was so desperate for something to think of, I finally said, okay, we're working on budgets this week. <laughs> <laughs> if you would like to give me a call or take a look at one or discuss, or, you know, donate, because I'm working on budgets, that'd be great. We'll be back next week with interesting stuff.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Freque- frequency versus consistency versus quality. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, like, how would you like to be chatted with? I don't, mm-hmm. want to hear, I don't want to hear from you only when you're... You want
2: something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There is an organization in town who only contacts me when they want something. Only one. Yeah, going to say
0: that. You don't have to always use
3: electric board as an example. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. is the, Are we sliding to a "do unto others" conclusion? Yes. Amazing.
4: We already know the audience. It's Obviously, people. if they're contacting, if if a, a company or a person is contacting us weekly for some reason, they haven't done the audience check, the yeah. demographics we're poor. <laughs> yeah. like, we don't have yeah. extra money to give. Yeah. We we understand that working in the arts is that we're all under-resourced and strapped for cash. So, uh, let's continue to be creative and that yeah. to me says sloppy.
1: people will they will contribute money if they feel like they're part of mm-hmm. a community, if they feel like they're part of something. Yeah. Yeah. Like the storefront Theater when they had their flood, like yeah. They raised money what when they, they they ran their campaign last year for the Soundproof. Which yeah. then didn't happen because they never got the lease. But it's fine because now they have an, a decent nest egg to <clears throat> invest into finding a new space. So and you know no one, I can't imagine anyone who contributed to the renovation campaign that they ran last year is going to be like, well, I want my money back because you're not actually spending it on the renovations to the <laughs> shitty space that you got evicted from. Yeah. <laughs> so.
2: Yeah. If it's real and it's worth it and it means something, yeah. I donate all the time to Fund What You Can's because I love the people.
4: It's the value set that hopefully yeah. that you've kind of capitalized yeah. on.
2: And I, I don't care. The last donation I made was to a Next Stage Festival. I said, please make it anonymous, and I don't want a thing. Mm-hmm. I don't care about the thing. There's enough stuff in my house. Just here, make good art.
4: Yeah, I please. find that people are harped yeah. on perks. they be like, oh, we can get this. And I'm like, oh, God, I think they just want to see the show.
2: yeah and yeah. so
4: having that option if you're doing a formal fund, What You Can mm-hmm. I I did find that the Fringes yeah. platform is the best to go it's through fantastic they don't take fees off that yeah. type of as great as uh, Indiegogo for example like yeah. the Fringes fund, What You Can is probably the best platform for us like they're yeah. it's made for people I'm like i
2: bringing uh, Kelly in to talk to my Ryerson class <laughs> excellent yep. made cool. for us and
4: like if they have the option and if you create the option of like uncheck like I don't want the perks yeah. uncheck it like just save it, save man. your money man
2: you know, or I'm going to see you in six months' time you still have the button for me like <laughs> don't worry about yeah, it man yeah.
4: oh, I'm so sorry the buttons are coming there was just yeah. like a really bad order in so the designer time. and I was like yeah, 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 <laughs> when <show, laughs> your show closed when,
2: <laughs> when we did proud and this it's a very different example because of the nature of the show and the controversies surrounding it, but I said to people I said, okay, your donations you're going to get a, a cool name like you're going to be in a cool category like the McDonald's name them all after money people and in terms of benefits you get nothing you get nothing I have I have more than enough to do than think of benefits and make buttons the benefit you will get is that you will know every cent you donated meant went to creating art and there's no champagne touch at all or you know framed posters and because I know when the show closes, I'm really interested in running around framing 20 posters for people who donated 50 bucks. That's high on my list.
4: Exactly, unless you had a very, very, yeah. very big uh, name yeah. attached to the show. exactly. For, for example, All Our Happy Days Are Stupid, yeah. uh, written by Sheila Hetty. Jordan Tannehill went to New York, for example. Uh, Sheila Hetty, for our Indiegogo campaign, mm-hmm. she signed scripts. And mm-hmm. that was an actual marketable thing thing yep, that was of quality that brought in more money than it cost in time, effort exactly. and materials. Mm, yeah. We're we're all clear. We all yeah. you guys know this already. Like yeah. this, you know this. Under
2: perks. F- Do you really need more crap? No. Check here if yes.
3: <laughs> that sounds about right, I think. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank you, thank you so much. Are we good? We're yeah. 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 We're more than oh, good. Well, we're well, more than thank you. good. Thank you. Yeah.
0: And that was another presentation of The Bellows Media Relations, recorded January 16, 2017, at Theatre Pass in Toronto. The next episode of the Title Block will be a long talk with venerable designer Martha Mann. Don't miss it. The music for this podcast is by Vern Good with voiceover by Gabriel Cropley. Please go to iTunes and give us a review. It'll help get the word out about this podcast and share the history of theater design in Canada. And you can follow us on Twitter at the TitleBlock CA and on Facebook.com slash the Block Podcast. You can send comments and requests by email to thetitleblock at gmail.com. And don't forget, that if you like the show, please support us on patreon.com. I'm Michael Cruz, and I'll see you next time on the Title Block.